It was not easy. We kind of expected that. It was almost disastrous, but the Boston Celtics, in overtime, avoided history. I'll talk about it right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast here from the TD Garden. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can't. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team. Step back, we gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry O.B. Corral is above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics pod, home of the winners. B. Welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network where it is your team every day. And I got you every day with a free, fresh podcast that drops directly to your device if you are a subscriber. And if you are watching on YouTube, you can see that I'm here at the TD Garden. This is not the green screen. This is legit like I'm here. So I'll take a nice picture of this so it looks like I'm here uh, later on. But yes, I'm here at the TD Garden after the Boston Celtics 128. 122 win over the Detroit Pistons in overtime. I'm John Corrales. If you don't know me by now, I used to play a long time ago. Now I'm covering the Celtics for Boston Sports Journal. And today it's it's a little bit of a kind of podcast, all right? I knew it was coming. Tried to tell you guys it was coming. Maybe you didn't believe me, but now you do. Uh, This was always going to be a tough game. and. Later on, I'll talk about Joe Mazzula and how this is his mentality. The mentality of Joe Mazzula is his biggest challenge. It's the biggest thing that's different about him. I'll talk about that later. We'll talk about Tatum's game. Porzingis and Derek White were awesome, especially in the second quarter. Well, maybe only in the second half, I should say, not the second quarter. Everybody was terrible in the second quarter. Uh, we'll get to all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy. Made easy. It's the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use NBA that code all lowercase, NBA for first deposit match up to $100. All right, let's just get this out of the way. The Boston Celtics came out here. They were god-awful. They were terrible uh, in the first quarter. Uh, they made a little bit of a, a run, but they were still not great. And I thought after the first quarter, okay, Maybe that was it. I've said it before here on this on this podcast leading up to I said it yesterday with Be Ever Ready. I've been writing about it on Boston Sports Journal. It's no secret, right? The the uh, first game back after a long road trip that is the uh, the toughest game. Joe Mazzulla said after the game, this was going to be the toughest game that they've played uh, in a while this season. There's just the factors, even though you can see it coming, even though everybody knows that this is going to be a tough game, everybody was talking about it after the game about, yeah, we knew this was going to be tough. We knew it was going to be tough. But no matter how tough you think it's going to be, it's always tougher than you expect. The They spent, what, 10 days? It's not just that they played four games. It was how many days are you over there? How much travel between cities? How long are you away from home, away from your family in a different time zone? Then you come back, try to reacclimate. You're not going to get back onto that time right away. So it's it's tough. It's just difficult 
history tells us it's going to be difficult. And then the Pistons, let's give the, the, the Pistons some love here. The, the Celtics came out, I compared it on Boston Sports Journal to like a fighter, right? You know that you're over, you, you, you way overmatch your opponent, right? You're, you're strong. You know you can throw a knockout punch. And if it lands, if one of those haymakers lands, you know it can be over. You have that capability. And you think, ah, I know that when I throw these haymakers, it's going to open me up to getting hit a few times. But that's okay. I can get hit a few times from this guy. This guy's not going to hurt me, except the Pistons come in here and they throw punches of their own. They are, I know that they've lost 28 now in a row, which is the 27 was their long, the longest single season. 28 was the longest that kind of spanned between seasons. So now they own like all the losing records, but they've had their reasons Part of it's they're not, they're not good. Part of it's they don't know how to win. Part of it is Monty Williams making some interesting decisions, and I don't know what his motivations are. Part of it was injuries, all that stuff. That's locked on Pistons. You can listen to them for that. But they come in here, and they have punches to throw of their own. Cade Cunningham, 10 early points. They, you know, uh, Ivy was good. Duran is good. They were out, they were all over the, the boards. The offensive rebounding was atrocious that the Celtics allowed that many offensive rebounds. Was it 19 offensive rebounds for 31 second chance points? That was disgustingly bad. I can't use the language I want to use on this podcast because this is a family friendly show to describe how bad that rebounding was. And Porzingis had like a funny uh, quote about it afterwards. You know, like you, we're sitting there on the bench and you're sitting there at home saying, like I just said, grab a rebound, go grab a rebound. And it's, it's kind of like easier said than done, but still 31 second chance points is ridiculous. You win this game by seven in overtime, grab a few of those rebounds and this thing is over in regulation. And maybe it's not even close regardless props to the Pistons. They are talented. Everyone said it was, you know, people at halftime, you hear conversations, people saying like, this team is not two and 29, whatever their record is bad. Um, I think it's two and 29 now. They're, they're not that bad. They're not great, but they're not that bad. Jason Tatum after the game says they've got more talent than some other teams that are further ahead of them in the standings. So they come in and throw their punch. The Celtics maybe think after the first quarter, all right, we're going to try to step this up. But the second quarter was even worse. And it was so bad, so comically bad, that you could only, only laugh at it, or, or I could, because it was the turnovers that they were throwing were like clown turnovers. They were just Harlem Globetrotters turnovers where it, we were like, uh, a couple of plays away from O'Shea Brissett running around throwing buckets of confetti in the stands. Like, that's how funny it looked out there. Guys were falling, tripping all over themselves, ball going this way, ball going that way, shots missing. It was just an outrageous, incomprehensibly bad second quarter where the Celtics gave up 66 points in the first half, 31st quarter points. 36 second quarter points. The defense was disgustingly bad. 
they were, and, and that might be where I had the biggest problem. Like, I didn't care that they were missing shots necessarily. I didn't like all the shots they were taking in the first quarter. I thought Jason Tatum, especially in the first half, took a bunch of uh, pull-up shots that you're like, this is not, this is not where he should be. You know, the, the types of shots that he should be shooting. A bunch of good looks at at three pointers. Probably, you know, I'd say a lot of them were good looks for other players that just didn't fall. They had another one of those possessions like they did in Golden State where it was like three-pointer, offensive rebound, kick it out to three. Peyton Pritchard, again, missed missed three-pointer. Another offensive rebound. Let's take another one. Miss that again. That just kept piling up, piling up. But I didn't worry so much about that. It was the defense. They were making like one rotation. They were helping a little bit. But then no one would help the helper. No one would rotate over to his guy, Al Horford, Christoph Porzingis, Demayash Kada, come on over because the guy on the on the perimeter got beat. Okay, so they step up. No one steps up to to help that guy. What's supposed to happen is one of the other Celtics is supposed to step up and help the big that 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 rotated over, and the guy that just got toasted is supposed to help that guy, right? So it's big guy goes and helps. Another Celtic goes and helps that guy, and the the guy that got roasted go helps the the guy that that just helped the big, and everybody just kind of rotates. But no one did that. Like there's one they stopped after like one or two, and they got they kept getting beat, and they just gave up a ton of points in the paint, incredible amount of points in the paint, just dunks, and it was not just like turnovers and layups. It was half court, poor defense dunks. The response, top-notch. Third quarter, absolutely top-notch. They didn't have to try the whole game, and this is where the haymaker stuff comes in. They actually threw a haymaker in the third quarter, and they came all the way back. I'll talk about that response in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. And the reason why daily fantasy made easy, it's because – they set a projection. You get to pick against the projection, whether it was Jason Tatum points, whether it was uh, Derek White assists. They set it. You pick more or less. If you hit it, you win. You can pick up to six players, two to six players. If you hit all six, you can win up to 25 times your money. You don't even have to hit all six to win something. So that's what makes prize picks so great. Prizepicks.com slash locked on NBA. You can go uh, make a combination pick. You want football? You want basketball? You want hockey and basketball? Go ahead. You can pick the two. They have the combo leagues. You don't have to worry if somebody gets hurt because they have insurance. They're the only daily fantasy outlet with this player protection, this insurance, where if your guy goes down in the first half, he can come back in the second half. Uh, and if he doesn't come back in the second half, that guy's rebooted. So you get a pass on that because you've got insurance on it. Who else offers you that? Prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA. Use the code LockdownNBA. You get a first deposit match of up to $100. So that's a good way to do it. You deposit up to $100. Use that code LockdownNBA, all lowercase, at prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA. You get whatever you put in matched up to $100. So go check out Picks. It's Daily Fantasy Made Easy. It's the best Daily Fantasy Sports game 
that you're going to find. Thank you for making Lockdown Celtics your first listen every day. Now go check out Lockdown Sports Today, 24-7 streaming sports on YouTube. It's the first of its kind 24-7 streaming channel. Put it on, leave it on, listen to whatever. There are bowl games going on that are going to be discussed. There's basketball going on, hockey. There's baseball offseason. There's tons of stuff being discussed, and it's there at the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel. So go check that out wherever, right here, on YouTube, actually. So the Celtics, okay, sucked. First half, sucked. Second quarter, worst quarter of the season, I think. Maybe, no, I'm going to say worst quarter of the season. I'm thinking back to the Memphis game, and I'm thinking to Charlotte. That's whatever, okay? I'm going to say this was the worst second quarter, the worst quarter of the season. The response, this is what you want. Joe Missoula actually said after the game, you know, forget what happened in the first half. What I care about is how we responded. You go into halftime, you come out, did you come out better or worse? Did you come out with a renewed purpose? Did you come out and say, okay, we made these mistakes. We played like this. We played like crap. Can we come out and, and fix this? They did. They came out 35 to 16 third quarter. It's funny on Boston Sports Journal. I was talking to the guys in the in the uh, media row too. I said this is going to be a thirty six to sixteen quarter. Celtics are going to come out and and maybe run away with this in the fourth quarter. It's going to half right. It was a thirty five to sixteen third quarter, but they never ran away with it in the fourth quarter. But that response in the third quarter, finally attacking, attacking, attacking. That's what the Celtics needed to do. They needed to do that from the beginning. Now, you can look at it and say. Well, in the first half, the Celtics shot four of 24 from three, 16.7%. In the second half, they didn't shoot nearly as many three-pointers. They were six of 13, 46% in the second half. But it's that 13 three-pointers that's the big number because they started attacking more. It's not that I'm getting into, I certainly don't want to get into, they shoot too many threes because I don't think they shoot too many threes necessarily. It's the settling for threes. I don't care if they shoot 53 pointers in a game. I really honestly don't. If they're good three pointers, the offense will dictate, the defense will dictate what it is. Play well, move the ball, figure it out. Whatever the defense is going to give you, you can find the holes. The Celtics are good enough to exploit. Are they going to give you those three-pointers? Then you take them. Are they going to pack the paint? Okay, fine. Are they going to come out and run you off the line? Great. Now you attack. If there's if there's a lane to attack, then do it. And then make the right read at the rim. Sometimes attacking also leads to a bunch of three-pointers because it's drive and kick, drive and kick. So the Celtics came out in the second half and just attacked. Jason Tatum attacked in the first half two of eight from three he was oh three from three in the second half i don't care about the oh for three necessarily it's that it was just three and that he went to the line and he went he 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 attacked the rim and he had seven assists in the second half because he was attacking and finding guys open and through it all he had three steals uh in the second half five steals overall so he's playing defense he was getting in there he was doing things in the, in the third quarter especially, Tatum kind of woke up and and he got to 31 points. Now, it took him 30, did 
31 shots, I believe, uh, as I get back to my box score here. Do, 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 all periods, filter that. Yes, he took 31 shots to score 31 points. Very inefficient night. 35% shooting, 35.5% shooting overall, 18% from three. Uh, he got to the line eight times, 87.5% there, seven of eight. But 10 assists, five steals, um, uh, seven rebounds. He did the other things. And the third quarter is where he did a lot of the damage because of how he played. And the Celtics just played extraordinarily well in general. They did hit three of six from three, but they were 10 of 14 from two. Jason Tatum was four of seven, uh, four of five from two. Kristaps uh, Porzingis was four of four uh, from the field, three of three from two. So Tatum in the ele- uh, had 11 points in the third quarter. Porzingis had 12 in the third quarter. Now, after that, it was the Porzingis and Derek White show. But the fact that Tatum comes out of the half, rebounds well, uh, has that that kind of response, that was really the most important thing for the Celtics. And then in the fourth quarter, back and forth fourth quarter, tons of, back to the offensive rebounds. Was it eight offensive rebounds that the Pistons had in the fourth quarter? Once again, that same problem. But... In the end, and this is another great thing, Derek White, Kristaps Porzingis were the closers. Run that high pick and roll with Derek White, Kristaps Porzingis. Derek White getting to the rim. Derek White uh, pulling up from three. Getting it over Porzingis, three-point shots. Getting it to the post. High post, turn, get fouled. Low post, turn, get fouled. Hit that shot. Anything they wanted in that two-man combination, they got. And again, They didn't have to get to Tatum. Jalen Brown, I didn't mention, missed this game. Tatum, my favorite play from Jason Tatum was, it was 116-115 Celtics in overtime. Tatum hadn't scored, so he, he, he wasn't getting the closer role. He's on the left wing. I think he's going against, was it maybe Ivy? And he's got him set up, whoever he was going against. He has him set up, right? I can picture it in my head. Left foot behind the the, the three-point line right at the break. Jab step with the right. And I'm thinking, here comes the step back. You know Tatum is shooting that. He had it all set up. One dribble, boom, boom, step back. Classic Tatum shot. But no, he drove. So, okay, he's driving. He's going to attack. I still thought he was shooting it. Gets to the middle of the lane, spin move. Now he's kind of fading to the right. And as he turns, you can see him processing in his head. Well, I just saw three guys in front of me on the baseline. I just turned, and there are two guys right here at the free throw line. Oh, look at that bald guy out there. It's not me on the court. It's Derek White at the the top of the key, above the break, wide open. And Christoph Porzingis kind of in the middle, setting like a pseudo screen. And Tatum does not shoot the ball. He kicks it over to White. Takes the shot. Boom. 119-115. A little bit, a tiny bit of separation. The Celtics go on a 10-2 run in OT, and that's a wrap. 10-2 run. Nine of those points come from Porzingis or Derek White. Porzingis had 11 points in the third or in, in the fourth. Six in OT. 
Derek White had six in the fourth, 10 in OT. Those two guys closed the game. I love the fact that you go from the Lakers game to this game, and it's somebody else. It doesn't have to be Tatum. Obviously, it wasn't Brown. He missed this game because of the knee that he took in the back to uh, in, in the Lakers game. Side note, I saw him walking around the locker room. It's not like he was sitting there in traction. He was in the building. Uh, he looked like he was changed up from a workout. I can't confirm that he actually had a workout, but it seemed like he was in there, uh, and he, he seems fine. I would expect him to play in the back-to-back against Toronto. He seems fine, but I don't know. Can't confirm or deny any of that stuff. But I love the fact that when it came to closing time, Porzingis got his chances, Derek White got his chances, because that's what the game demanded. Joe Missoula demands a certain mentality. It's different. It's a different way of thinking, at least outwardly when we're hearing it. It's different. And he had an interesting response to, I think, a fair question where he was asked, like, do you kind of flush this game? We'll talk about that after the break. Today's show brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook is the number one sportsbook in America. And right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. A money line bet is just win or lose. You're not picking against the odds. You're just picking winner or loser. You put $5, even if you put $5 in the Celtics to win. Now, they were 17 point favorites in this game. So if you pick the Celtics with the spread, mm, not so much. You take the money line bet, you win. You pay $5 on that. If you did that on FanDuel, uh, $150 in bonus bets is coming your way. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, now is the time because you can do all that fun stuff. You can play against the spread. You can play the player props. You can do over-unders. You can do more. Same game parlays where you can do Tatum points and Derek White assists and uh, Al Horford rebounds or Kristaps Porzingis rebounds or block shots. Stack them up. If you win, maybe you can get yourself a little bit more money. It's uh, it's a lot of fun to do, so check it out at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. FanDuel also has these great tools. I very much encourage you, if you want to go ahead and, and bet on sports, that's good. Go for it. But use the tools that are available at FanDuel because they have the tools to help you protect yourself. Set your limits, set your goals, set all that stuff, set your protections, and then you can go ahead and gamble responsibly. Hey, check out Locked On uh, Pistons because that's going to be a fun show. Kuka Hill has a – it's it's a, interesting to hear someone uh, covering a team as they continue to lose, 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 lose. Uh, not a happy guy, but go check that out. We got a lockdown for every team. So lockdown Raptors after the Celtics play the Raptors lockdown Spurs, my good buddy, Jeff Garcia, after the Celtics play the Spurs, it's lots of fun across the network. So check in on the opposition, check in on how they're, uh, how they're processing things. All right. Joe Missoula after the game was asked, uh, about like, basically do you, do you just flush this game? And it's a it's a fair question. It honestly is a fair question. Now he was laughing at it um, because I, it's he just thinks differently. And I admit, I, I I do appreciate how Joe Mazzulla thinks. I do appreciate how he processes these things. 
it's very interesting. And, and I think because my mind kind of like naturally, like I, I buy into the, the train of thought. I understand where he's coming from. I'm a big believer in things like when, even in the worst things that can happen, there's, there's a potential positive to take. It's not universal. It's not a universal thing, but if, if you really look at certain situations and you say, well, this, this is bad, but there is this potential good that comes out of it. And so when it comes to this, I understand the question that you came out and, and obviously this was the first game back from the West coast swing. We all know that it, the, those, those games are always, always difficult. So, okay. You chalk that first half up, you come out in the second half, you try hard, you're better than the Pistons, you win. So what is the, what's, what's the big deal? Do you, do you just flush it and move on? You got Toronto tomorrow. Is that it? And he says, quote, why do we have nothing to gain from winning a basketball game? We actually learned more from that game than we did probably playing the four games on the West Coast trip. Now, is that a little bit of hyperbole? I'm going to say yes, because that West Coast trip, you obviously got the Golden State game. You learned a lot from that game. Okay, Sacramento, LA Clippers. Okay, I can buy it. Lakers, you learned a lot from that game because let go of the rope, second quarter. Uh, fourth quarter execution was fantastic. The, the the way they closed that game, like you learned a lot from that game. But he says here, quote, this is an opportunity to build mindset and toughness. So to me, it's like we have everything to gain in this. You talk about the in-season tournament creating something. How about the level of stress and pressure and anxiety that you felt in that arena today? To me, we gained a ton from tonight's game, and I thought it was an awesome opportunity. And think about it. Here are the Celtics. They are now, what, 24 and 6? They are undefeated at home, 15 and 0 at home. They have the league's best record. And they come out in the first half, absolutely suck, and get booed. The arena is turning on them because they were that bad. And it's not like this was like uh, a Philadelphia situation where you could be playing, you could be playing your best and you have one bad stretch and they boo you. This was like, we see you guys playing the worst basketball you've played all season. Can you wake up? Like the boos are a wake up call because the Celtics, Early in that third quarter, before everything had really, really turned, you got a lot of let's go Celtics chants that started organically, which is the best part, right? This wasn't like a jumbotron flashing let's go Celtics. It wasn't like the the in arena people playing like the the thumping sound that mimics that so people can kind of catch on. This was just the crowd saying, yeah, we booed you in the first half. Because what you put out there on the court was disgusting. Now we're cheering you on because we're like, we know you can do better. That's the beauty of this crowd. Honestly, that is the beauty of having a, a, a crowd like the Boston crowd. They just, they are so intuitive. They understand. No matter who's in this building, man, they understand 
okay, this is a good reaction for us here. This, um, the first half deserved what they got. The second half deserved what they got. And the place exploded by the end of the third quarter. That's a tough mentality to navigate. The Pistons are playing desperate. That's a tough mentality to navigate. You're not shooting well. You don't have Jalen Brown to lean on, who is generally the, the good first first quarter guy. And maybe having Jalen in this game could have, maybe he would have come out strong and the entire dynamic of this thing changes. Who knows? But they come out. And look, the the offensive rebounds, as much as the response was good, the fourth quarter was terrible with giving up offensive rebounds, and they still stuck with it. The mentality here to keep sticking with it is important. Missoula is teaching this mindfulness. He believes in this stuff where we, on the outside, get, you know, we have the luxury of saying, this game is important. Hey, this this game means something more. Why? Because we want it to mean more. Golden State means more. The Pistons game meant more because they had lost 27 in a row and we didn't want the Celtics to be the the to not only break that streak but also be the that also be the game for the Celtics to lose their their home court winning streak. We assign that value to it. But Missoula's like, no, this is one of 82. And each one of these 82 deserves its own effort, whether it's the Bucks, whether it's the Pistons, they're playing Toronto. It's it's uh Detroit, Toronto, San Antonio in these in these three games. Missoula wants it to be the exact same mentality, the same effort, the same preparation, the same everything as Bucks, Sixers, Nuggets. It's not easy, right? This is the hard part. The hard part is getting up for these games the same way you get up for those games. This is why I talked about it yesterday on the podcast. I'll be talking about it again in the future. Missoula wants these all to be the same approach. This is one of 82. You take the pie, you slice it up 82 ways, and each slice is equal. It tastes the same. It looks the same. It is the same. We're the ones who are like, I'm going to put some whipped cream on this piece. Ooh, this piece, we're going to get some ice cream for this piece. This piece, bleh, I don't want that today because that's what we have the luxury of doing. The Celtics do not, and that's where he wants them to get to. This is a game that teaches them that. This is the game that says, hey, look, you came out and messed around. You almost found out. You got to go out there and play with that mentality. When you're tired, when it's gross, when you're not feeling your best, when you're coming back and you're thinking your body's still thinking you're on West Coast time, you still got to come out there and play with the same preparation, mentality, effort, execution. And I got to tell you, I think Joe Mazzulla is getting a bunch of evidence that he's right. That he's right when it comes to this stuff. Because you come out in the third quarter, and there it was. Executed perfectly, boom, you win. It's an interesting, he's an interesting guy. It's an interesting approach. I like the approach. It's different. It's challenging. It challenges us all to think 
differently. And I appreciate that because you can't just go through life. Can't just go through everything thinking the same way all the time because the game evolves, life evolves, things change. We have to change along with it. And every once in a while, someone comes along and is like, change. I'm changing the way you think. And I don't know if he's right or wrong necessarily, but the challenge of how you think about things opens you up. And when you, when, when you challenge players to change how they think, then maybe that opens, maybe they open up to a place that he didn't expect to go and he will in turn be challenged. This is the beauty of it all. And if the Celtics can, can fully be on board and can get to that point where it's one of 82 and if they can buy fully into Joe Missoula's mentality, which I think they're doing, then this has the potential to be a super, super special stretch for these guys because it's the mental part. Remember, we the past two seasons, we've talked about it over and over and over again. It's the mental part that has eluded the Celtics. They are talented. They know how to play basketball. They're very, very good basketball players. But the mentality is what has eluded them in the biggest moments, the key moments. This is where Joe Missoula is going to win this championship for them or not. Do they buy in and play great basketball and have that mentality or not? I think they're buying in. They're getting there. I think, once again, last year, maybe they don't finish this game off. Maybe this becomes a bad loss at home last year. We've seen the Pistons come in here and beat the Celtics before with Kate, with or without Cade Cunningham. So, hey, you know what? They win. Overtime or not, it's a win. They're perfect at home. Now we'll see what about Toronto. Ugh, I don't know what's going to happen about Toronto. We'll see. Are they going to be full at full strength? No, because Al Horford's going to miss that game. Is Jason Tatum going to play? He talked about his ankle being sore. Is Jalen Brown going to come back? We might see um, Horford and Tatum miss this game. For you know, Just keep an eye out. I'll, of course, be tweeting it and covering this. I'll be back here with a post-game pod. Uh, Assuming that they don't switch this this thing over, if they switch the the arena over, then we'll figure it out. But uh, I'll be here for a bonus post game pod, so make sure you're subscribed uh, wherever you get your podcast. Watch the show on YouTube, and I would love it if you every dares a few of you who came over and said hi. Thank you so much. Always come say hi if you're in this building. Come find me in section 19. I will be there. Come say hi to me. Thank you, everydayers. Share the podcast. Tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day.